Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Tuesday, November 9, 2021. Stand up for your country. So um, the White House puts out a schedule for every president. Every day the president is in the Oval Office. They don't put out a schedule on Saturday and Sunday usually. But every business day, a schedule comes out. And it's public knowledge. We got it. Other people can get it. I think we are the only ones that report to you on what Joe Biden does every day because most of the days he doesn't do anything. Now, maybe he has private stuff going on, but why wouldn't they put it on a schedule? So today, um, Mr. Biden did nothing. Let's throw it on up. He had a virtual meeting with the DNC, and then he had a a fundraiser for the DNC. That's not the people's business. He's not doing the business of government. He's politicking. That's party stuff. So with all the massive problems we have, and they are massive, as I think most Americans are starting to figure out, you can't find anything else to do the whole day. And what did he do yesterday, as we reported, he met with the Milwaukee Bucks. And that's it. So this is a guy who really isn't governing. He's not governing. Now, I could be wrong. There's a 5% chance I'm wrong, a 95% chance I'm right, that he basically is sitting there while other people try to figure out how to run the country. And they obviously are not doing a good job. So Daily Rasmussen tracking poll down a little bit, 40% approve, 59% disapprove. He'll be in the 30s soon. Um, and that's because he's doing a terrible job and people are getting hurt. That's why my phrase is Joe Biden is in your house. So now you know you're going to pay for food, gas, heating oil, you name it, much more. So he's in your house. And I don't think you want him there. Maybe I'm wrong. All right. So the real crusher for Mr. Biden was the USA Today poll out over the weekend. It gave him a 38 percent approval rating, the lowest that we've seen. And then I asked my uh, staff, tell me what the nightly news said about it. Okay, NBC, ABC, CBS, Nightly News. Well, ABC News, David Muir, Mr. Storm, I call him. If there's a storm, David's going to be on it. And um, CBS Evening News, Nora O'Donnell, did I mention it? Not at all. Now, just go back. So if Donald Trump in his first 10 months in office had it, you know, a catastrophic decline. See, Trump never got really high poll numbers because the country was divided when he was elected. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote thanks to California and New York. Okay, so it wasn't that way. But Biden won by 7 million votes in the popular, and it wasn't that close in the electoral college. So Trump was an outlier in all of this, but I'm going to give you a startling stat in a moment. 
So NBC News devoted five seconds to the USA Today poll. Lester, I, I can't even imagine this. This is a huge story. The collapse of the president uh, of the United States in the court of public opinion. And they don't mention it. And this shows you how massively corrupt the corporate media is. Now, it doesn't really matter anymore. Why? Because combined, um, there are about 20 million Americans that watch network news each evening. But there are 121 million homes with television in this country. So I'm, I'm not great at math, but it looks to me like about 15% of Americans are watching the news every night on the networks. That's very low. Okay, very low. So it doesn't, it doesn't have the impact of Walter Cronkite, Huntley Brinkley, um, Peter Jennings, Tom Brokaw. It doesn't happen. Because people know they're not getting honesty. It's as simple as that. So there's massive corruption at that level. Um, every negative you could tie around Donald Trump's neck, the network's covered ad infinitum, to infinity. Okay, to use the Latin phrase. But the local press, they, they were interested in this story because yesterday... Uh, Joe Biden did virtual interviews with WKRC TV in Cincinnati. Remember the old program WKRP in Cincinnati, the comedy about a radio station? This is WKRC. And the USA Today poll came up in that interview. Here's what Mr. Biden said. My polling numbers are the same, essentially what uh, everyone from uh, Bush to uh, uh, to uh, to um, Clinton, to uh, you know, all all of uh, Obama were at the same time. But again, I don't think, I don't think presidents should be deciding what to do about. Look, a lot of people are worried. I'm worried because um, apparently Joe Biden has no sense of reality at all. The week of November 9th, two thousand nine, I was ten months in for Barack Obama. His approval rating was 53%. It wasn't the same, Mr. President. Yours is 38 and his is 53. So Biden just throws this stuff out. Now, did he lie? Again, I, I always get mail on this. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. But his problem is he doesn't care what's true. He doesn't care. He just throws it out. He knows that the local reporter in Cincinnati doesn't have that data. I had to look it up. But his poll numbers after 10 months are way behind Barack Obama. I didn't look up Bush because it really doesn't matter. Um, so, again, he's befuddled. He doesn't know what the truth is. He doesn't care to find out what the truth is. He doesn't do anything every day. And the result is a country in decline. There's no doubt about it. Um, now, the right is gleeful. Uh, conservatives, Republicans, traditionalists, they love it because it's payback for what the press did to Trump. 
But uh, a warning, if you are a conservative news operation, it's best to report the facts. I'll give you an example. So a Wall Street Journal article using anonymous sources said that the Justice Department was considering paying illegal immigrants who lost children, who were separated from children, $450,000 apiece. Okay. Biden denied that initially. You all know the soundbite. Denied it. Then as people came back and said, well, maybe they should get money. So anybody uh, rational and fair would say they're not going to get 450. They'll get a lower number, but it'll still be a colossal amount of money. And that'll alienate the people even further, by the way. Americans aren't going to support that. Only the loons will. So the 450 number is still being bantered around by the conservative media. Don't do that. It makes you look bad. Be precise. All right? Not going to be 450. And if you say it's going to be 450, then you're misleading the people you're broadcasting to. You see what I mean? Now, I don't even think this is going to ever happen. Because Biden's on the skid so bad, this would get him down in the 20s if he did it. Approval rating. That's how bad it would be. Kamala, who's at 28%, might pass him. I mean, come on. But I could be wrong. I mean, you know, the progressive left wants the money to go to the migrants. ACLU is suing on their behalf. But boy, if Biden does that, that's pretty much... Closing the door, Joe. It's all over. Okay. Now, here's a story that I don't think you're going to see many other places. So the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms has accumulated information on about 55 million Americans who own guns. By law, the ATF is not allowed to intrude on your gun purchases, okay? Now, when you buy a gun, the sale is recorded and background checks are done, but if you are clear, that's it. They don't store it. But the ATF has stored 55 million because there's a loophole. The loophole is if the gun shop anywhere in the country goes out of business it has to send all its sales records to the ATF. Why? Because if a gun is used in a crime and it's traced back to a store that no longer exists, then the investigation is hampered. So this is a law. It's a law in the books. Gun shop goes out of business. All the data goes to the federal government. So now they're up to 55 million and they want more because I don't believe in a slippery slope most of the time, but I do believe that the progressive left, if it got, you know, power in both houses and the presidency would try to ban guns. Now the Supreme court would overturn that. They wouldn't allow it. However, the damage that a federal government can do putting you in the enemy category because you have a gun, could be substantial, like an IRS audit. 
They do that, believe me. Okay, and on that subject, the uh, three panel, three judge panel, federal judges, have stayed Biden's crazy order to mandate vaccine for all businesses employing more than 100 people. So that order that Biden signed is now stopped because the three judges say, hey, it looks to be constitutional violations, which there are. But the Biden administration isn't stopping telling private business to do it. Here's the Biden spokesman. So I want to be really clear as well is that the Congress empowered OSHA uh, with through a law, through a law that has been in the books for more than 50 years. So this is an authority that we believe uh, that Department of Labor has. We are very confident about it, confident about it. Okay, so what she's saying is there's a law that gives the federal government a right to regulate safety in the workplace. And there is. But and that's what they're using. So she's saying we're going to win because that law is on the books and OSHA, which is in charge, the agency in charge of private business and making sure that the business doesn't exploit people or hurt people. Um, we're going to win this. Well, so what? Maybe you will. But you don't defy a three judge panel. They did the same thing on the remain in Mexico policy, which was stopped, as you know. But they're still not bringing a massive amount of people back to Mexico. So all this is going to play out probably to the Supreme Court. It just shows you they don't have any respect. Um, they don't have any respect at all for the American Constitution. The Biden, and he doesn't even know it. I mean, if you were on my program and just let's debate the Constitution, Mr. President, you think he could answer any questions about it? No. And he'd probably say, well, Barack Obama didn't know much about it either. <laughs> that would probably be his answer. All right, this is an interesting story. California's COVID rate is now twice that of Florida. Y'all know that Newsom out there, the governor, has had, you know, very strict COVID rules, mandates for everyone. And Florida is laissez-faire. Okay, they don't really want, there's a law against mandates in Florida, COVID mandates. And California's COVID rates twice that of Florida. Interesting, right? Uh, so you know this guy, Van Morrison, brown-eyed girl, moon dance. He's had a few hits, kind of a crazy guy. Um, he is uh, 76 years old, lives in Northern Ireland, Belfast. And, he, and he's being sued by the Northern Ireland government. Now, this isn't the Republic of Ireland. Northern Ireland is attached to London part of Great Britain. So Morrison is an anti-vaxxer or something. And he's very outspoken. And he's attacked the health minister, Robin Swan. Okay. And Swan, using government money and power, is filing a defamation lawsuit against Van Morrison. Here's Morrison's reply. Um, I decided to, to have a look at him. Um, and um, the reason why I'm saying he is dangerous um, is, it, I'll give you some, some clues to why I'm saying he's dangerous. Um, 
and this is specifically to do with Northern Ireland, specifically about Northern Ireland, I'm speaking. There's too much control over our lives and jobs. Uh, he has too much control over running people's lives and means of support. Too much control over um, uh, medical conditions as far as like hospital and uh, people saying loved ones. I think Morrison wins that suit. I don't think he's going to um, lose it. Could be wrong. Northern Ireland's a very strange place. Believe me, I've spent some time there in the, the time of the troubles. Okay, let's get to the Durham investigation. So, wrote a column entitled Corruption. I hope you've read it. If you're not, it's posted on BillOReilly.com. And I lay out what I think happened based on the facts. And nobody has challenged the facts. So, Durham started his investigation on October 19, 2020. So now it's two years plus. All right, he was appointed by Attorney General Barr after it was clear that Mueller couldn't find his whatever in whatever, okay? So Barr put Durham in charge. Very slow going, very slow. Everybody, including President Trump, thought there'd be something out by the election. No, but now it's starting to come out. So there have been three arrests. Michael Sussman, charge of lying to the FBI. Sussman is a lawyer who was working for uh, the Clinton campaign. Okay. The second one uh, is Kevin Kleinsmith, another lawyer, worked for the FBI. He's charged of making a false statement, trying to get a warrant. And the third one is the Russian who was arrested this week, Igor Denchenko, who is linked to Hillary Clinton's campaign through a top advisor named Charles Dolan. So Danchenko is charged with false statements to FBI agents. So he, they've got three. But where does it go from now? So our go-to guy in the Durham investigation other federal matters is Brett Tommen, joining us from Salt Lake City. So I have a simple question because I'm a simple man, as you well know. What do you think happened here? So we're starting to see, I'll tell you what I, what I think happened. I think you have individuals at the highest level in the Clinton campaign and uh, you have, you know, the lawyer that represents them. You have individuals that are connected, you know, Washington DC is, is all about your connections. And I think they hatched a plan and that was to eliminate an up and coming candidate and to do so in a way that w w would basically, in essence, obliterate any chances of getting into the Oval Office. And so you see now Durham starting to uncover the layers um, that have occurred. But, you know, Bill, keep in mind, this, this investigation, I think, was probably pretty stagnant until uh, John Ratcliffe, the then Director of National Security, released thousands of documents, many of which were declassified, and he gave them to Durham. And he gave them to Durham, and that's when I think he's finally started to uncover the lies and the deception, and their angle was to re-interview a lot of individuals that were, that were involved in the, in the uh, you know, the Russian conspiracy theory. 
and to catch them in lies. And they weren't able to do that until they had those documents from John Radcliffe. Okay, so the new documents they had, they could match up to what the people were saying to the FBI in interviews. And it's a federal crime to lie. So you got three fairly low-level people here. And it looks like, and I said this in my column, that the Clinton campaign concocted and financed this entire Russian collusion myth with the help of the media. The media wanted to believe it and then ran wild with it without investigating anything. That's what I think happened. So then where do we go from here? Well, I think you're spot on. And remember, the FBI is also part of that. At the highest level, they knew they had Comey. They knew they had individuals that would would give the benefit of the doubt, even when they they <clears throat> the documents that Radcliffe turned over clearly indicated that the intelligence community did not buy some of the uh, accusations and and the you know what they were being fed. But setting that aside, where do we go now? There are thousands of documents that have not been declassified that Durham has right now that he is going through. At some point, I hope they will be declassified. According to even, you know, those that are in Department of Justice, John Ratcliffe has even said so publicly, they believe there will be a number of, of other indictments to come as a result of the information that they do have. Now, John Ratcliffe has been very clear to say he thinks, like you, it goes all the way to the top. Hillary Clinton paid for it. They knew that it was going to happen. So the question is, how much will they be able to uncover and how high will it go? But you identified correctly, these are lower levels. And the reason he charged them first is to apply that pressure to get them to talk about others. Is it possible that Hillary Clinton didn't know the specifics of this and was being told, hey, this is true. Trump colluded with the Russians and we have to get it out. Is that possible? It is possible. It's possible that her handlers were going to keep her in the dark in terms of what the plan was and just indicate to her that they were going to go with a, you know, a, a, a company like Fusion GPS that does opposition research. Um, and she authorized it. Now that's possible. Why, why that's not been um, believable is the level of in, uh, involvement that Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton have shown historically. And the individual like Charles Dolan had access um, to both of them was very close in both of those campaigns with Bill and Hillary. Okay. So I, I don't believe they're going to get Hillary Clinton. She, she skated on uh, Whitewater. She skated on Libya. She skated on her server, her, which she destroyed government property as Secretary of State. And you would have to have somebody testify that he or she told Hillary Clinton, this is fabricated. It's not true. Should we go ahead? That's what That's it right. would take. I'm not sure. But, yeah, you're exactly right, Bill. It, it, it would take somebody that has very good evidence that she knew and she went forward anyway. And, and it would take someone like, you know, at the, at the highest levels in her campaign that had credibility that could articulate that. And then even then, you know, um, it's going to be tough for somebody to pull the trigger on taking down Hillary Clinton 
uh, you know, even with that. So I think you're right on that, unfortunately, because I think she did know this is this is something that, you know, is authorized and planned. And it shows you the level of deception that these campaigns are willing to undertake. Now, um, Durham, U.S. attorney, special investigator, works for Merrick Garland now, appointed by Bill Barr, but Garland's the attorney general. Garland, I don't think, has any heart for this, right? Right. I, you know, I think he, he unfortunately probably felt like he needed to allow this. Now I'm being told by, you know, my colleagues in the Department of Justice that uh, Garland has indicated to those inside the Department of Justice, he's going to let this see, you know, see its way through and let Durham finish his investigation. We'll see if that's the case, is, if well, he good. climbs the ladder on the campaign. Yep, that's I, good. I think he has to. Because if you kill it now, then you get into Richard Nixon territory, firing people who are getting right. close to the truth. <laughs> uh, final question. The corruption involved here, I stayed in a column. If it comes out that the Clinton campaign, with or without Hillary's knowledge, did this, I think it would be one of the most corrupt things that's ever happened in American politics, trying to subvert a presidential rival, and then it carried on over through when Trump was elected. It didn't stop. Uh, and they used it to try to hammer him in his first year. And it's an enormous scandal. Do you hear about it on the, uh, on the nightly news, Brett? You do not hear about it, and you don't hear people trying to connect the dots or even articulating that the, the reason this is such a big scandal, and you're right about that, Bill, is it involved the highest levels of government as well. You had use by the FBI of FISA warrants when they knew they didn't have credible information to base them on. You had Comey and others briefing uh, Obama and Biden at the time. You had intelligence community that also had to participate. So th there is nothing like this in our history. No. Uh, and, and I'm glad that you're pointing it out. Yeah, I mean, it really is big. All right, Brett, stay on it. You get anything uh, on the inside, let us know. We really appreciate it. Stay well out there in you Utah. Bet. So here's an interesting um, advancement to the story we talked about with Brett Tomlin. Today, the Biden White House, through its national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, Remember him, Afghanistan, right under the biggest bus in the world by saying that he was linked to Michael Sussman, who was involved with the bogus Russian collusion. Now, why did Biden do that? Because he knew the story was going to break. So Sullivan's done. All right, he'll quit soon, resign, whatever it may be. But now we start to see the web, all right? So Biden had to get out in front, throws Sullivan out the window. Sullivan's going to have to go. But now, what did Sullivan do? So this story is really starting to build. Keep your eye on this. So earlier in the broadcast, I was talking to you about disrespecting the American taxpayer by paying foreign nationals uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars, whatever they're going to do. It's a disrespect. It's like our hard-earned money, we have to give it to the government by law. 
and then they, they do insane things with it. Disrespectful. So here's another example. This is on a local level. So Chicago, as we reported on October 26th, is going to send $500 checks to 5,000 needy families chosen at random. Not, they didn't investigate the families to see if they were legitimate. By legitimate, I mean, if you have a family where parents are addicted to heroin, you're not going to have any money. If you have a family where parents are drunk every day, you're not going to have any money. All right. But if you don't investigate the circumstance of the family and you just kick them 500 bucks, um, I mean, it's insane. L.A. is upping it. Their big leap program, a thousand dollar check sent to three thousand individuals, not families. But there's no vetting. There's no vetting. And in Chicago and L.A., you don't have to do anything for that money. No strings. So you don't have to look for a job. You don't have to take a course. You don't have to do public service. Nothing. Here's the money. And you could be addicted to anything. And so if you got kids, kids are not going to see that money. If you look at the homeless population across the country, most of them are addicts who can't work because they're always high. That's why they're in the street. If you are willing to work hard in this country, you can make a decent living. So now these socialists, they don't care if people are addicted. It's not their fault. It's society's fault that made them that way. Whatever bull they're throwing out at you. But again, it's the taxpayer that takes it in the neck. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings, against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. University of North Dakota, I'm surprised at this. I mean, North Dakota is a fairly conservative state. Grand Forks, where the university is a little left, but not crazy. Well, maybe, maybe now I'm wrong. So they have a new policy um, they are going to allow students to live in housing consistent with their gender identity and expression without a requirement that transgender students stay in single occupancy accommodations. So the gender inclusion policy would also apply to 
fraternities, sororities, sports teams, whatever. So now, if you are in one of the alphabets, you can, at the University of North Dakota, live with other alphabets. And there's excluding everybody else. This is an inclusion. This is exclusion. Surprise, University of North Dakota. All right, this day in history, November 9th, 1990. Very interesting story. Willie Nelson's assets seized by the IRS. So they raid Willie's six houses in Texas. And um, in 2016, Forbes says Willie was worth about $25 million. I don't believe that for a second. Because when the IRS raided him, he owed $17 million in taxes. Willie just didn't pay it. All right, what he did was... He went into some crazy tax scheme that was a criminal enterprise. And he said, no, no, I invested here so I don't pay taxes. And the IRS said, hey, come on. So they, I, had, I think he had six properties in uh, Texas, and they took $6 million worth of stuff. And the properties were boarded, not boarded up, and you couldn't get into them. The IRS put a lien on a property. Willie fled to Hawaii. His daughter smuggled out his guitar, Trigger, and Willie said, hey, as long as I got my guitar, I'll be fine. Eventually, Willie settled with the IRS, and he put out an album, Who'll Buy My Memories, and the IRS got a cut. And so Willie paid off his debt. Now, there have been other tax issues all over the place with famous people. You know about Al Sharpton, who the New York Times says still owes 700000 in back taxes. I don't know. It's true. He hasn't been punished in any way. Ozzy Osbourne, okay, had a tax bill of 718000 Sometime he worked it out somehow. Dionne Warwick um, filed a bankruptcy saying she owed $11 million in federal and state taxes that she couldn't pay. I don't know how that worked out. Pamela Anderson owed... 370000 to the IRS in California. But all of these things were negotiated and liens were put on properties and on salaries. Wesley Snipes, however, couldn't get out of it, and he went to prison. All right? He evaded $7 million in taxes, Mr. Snipes. So the IRS, you don't fool around with them. We'll be right back with some mail and a final thought about visiting the doctor. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. 
Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. All right, here's a mail. Tanya, concierge member, means Tanya has direct access to me. You might consider that on BillOReilly.com because you get a lot of free stuff when you sign up. And you get 20% off all our holiday gifts. So that pays for your membership. Tanya says, Bill, did you ask your friend, liberal friend, why she hates Trump? What is it that he did that makes her hate him? Good question. Nine, January 6th, number one, she believes that he encouraged it and the election. He believes that Donald Trump fomented all this electoral chaos, and she'll never forgive him for those two things. Samantha, but why are you always defending Barack Obama? I understand that Mr. Obama didn't deport illegals, but rather change the way the supposedly deported were counted. Incorrect in both fronts. I don't always defend Barack Obama. I tell you the truth. His administration deported more foreign nationals than any other president ever. That is a fact. If you don't want to believe it, people believe what they want to believe. But it's my job to tell you the truth, and I do. David, come on, Bill. Trump is never going to change his demeanor. My God, he's 75 years old. I'm nearly 70, and I'm not going to change my demeanor. Maybe you're right. But if he did modify a little bit, those independent voters, a lot of them would come back, in my opinion, my humble opinion. Wayne, Bill, don't forget that in addition to the gas tax, most roads and bridges are on state, county, or city responsibility, not the federal government. The problem is that Democrats are trying to convince people that all roads and bridges are being paid for by federal money. That's a little misleading, Wayne. So the federal government gives what they call block grants to the states. And the states can use that money any way they want. And there's a big transportation component. There's a criminal justice component, transportation, housing, block grants. So what the Biden administration wants to do is flood the zone with this amazing amount of money, tax money, so that infrastructure is built up. But as I said, the states can do whatever they want with it. So in California, they could build houses just for illegal immigrants. That's what they could do. Robert, I heard you say many times that your liberal friends were smart. Last night, you said your liberal friend hates Trump so much, she would rather see the country fall to pieces. That doesn't sound smart to me. Emotion always overrides intelligence. Always. Get emotional, intelligence flies out the window. Joe Ritchie, Bridgewater, Massachusetts. Bill, I thought your interview with Doug Schoen was very informative. After listening to Doug, I'm buying his book. He was very honest about what we're all seeing in the country. Thanks for having Doug as a guest. And he is one of the smartest, most honest political analysts. 
He and Mark Panna, my two Democrat go-to people now. Barbara Monaghan, Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, outside of Detroit. I really enjoyed the back and forth with Beck regarding the vaccine. It was informative. I really miss honest debates like that. When I listen to your program, I sometimes think, what is this? What about this or that? You know, Beck and I had a back and forth. A lot of his listeners didn't like my point of view that, you know, local municipalities, states have a right to regulate public safety, not the feds. It's a state issue. I didn't like that. All right. Uh, Dan Coro, Webster City, Alabama. I'm sorry, Iowa, Webster City, Iowa. Your column this weekend was spot on. A clear look back in the rear mirror of exactly where we've been. So I hope everybody reads it. The column is entitled Corruption. And I hope everybody goes to BillOReilly.com Christmas store and picks up the stand up for your country items, doormats. Those kitchen aprons are going to look good um, at uh, Thanksgiving dinner. We have kitchen aprons. Mugs are the best in the world. Stand up for your country. Send a signal. And as I said, concierge members get 20% off. Regular PMs get 10% off all our stuff. And we don't have any supply and chain problems at BillOReilly.com. We've got everything, including the God Bless America Christmas ornaments you put on a tree. And they're really, really nice. And they're very moderately priced. So I hope you help us out so we can help you out. Um, Trump Tour, I'm doing a lot of promo for it now. I was in uh, on with Buck Sexton and Clay Travis today. Uh, talking about it. There are the dates. We sold almost 30,000 tickets to this. I mean, that's colossal. There are still some nice seats available, but you got to move it. Great Christmas gift. Okay, word of the day. One of my favorites would not be a poltroon. P-O-L-T-R-O-O-N. Poltroon. Back with a final thought about a do- visit to the doctor. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before, and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, final thought of the day. I had to go to the eye doctor the other day, okay? So my drill is this. I don't want to wait for three hours. So I have my assistant, who's a saint, send in all my insurance information, uh, any diagnosis of my problem, uh, a personality profile. He, he's an obnoxious guy. Everything goes in before I show up. And I make the appointment in the early morning, the first appointment, because I don't want to sit there. So I walk into the eye doctor's office, 7.30 appointment, a.m. And there's 20 people sitting there, all my masks on, none of them look happy. And I'm going, oh, 
This is not good. So I, I had to stand because all the seats were taken. About 30 minutes later, a young woman comes over, big woman, and she had a uh, sleeveless shirt on, sleeve of tattoos, both arms. Okay. So then she takes me into a little cubicle and she goes, well, uh, where's your insurance information? I said, well, we, we sent it to you. Well, what are you here for? Well, we sent it to you. And she punches it up and it's there, but she didn't bother look. Okay, so that hold me up another 20 minutes. I'm there 50 minutes now, first appointment. Finally get into to see the doctor, and uh, he doesn't know. He can't figure out. <laughs> so I wasted 90 minutes in this whole ordeal, which was, and then I walk out, and it's like the night of the living dead. You know, senior citizens are the most abused by these doctors because it's an assembly line. And they don't really care. You wait there two hours, three hours, ah, you know, it's, they just, it's money, 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 money. It shouldn't be this way, but it is. Thank you for watching us tonight. We'll see you tomorrow.